This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey everyone, I'm doing something special in 2018. 18 episodes featuring people who are standing up for something, for a cause, for a purpose, and out there, you know, hitting the pavement, using their voice, whatever it is, to help others or help other beings or help our earth or whatever that particular focus is for them. So if you know somebody standing up for a cause, have them contact me, jane at glisteningparticles.com, so we can have a conversation and I can shine a light on what they're doing. In this episode, I'm talking with Sandra, the founder of Spiritual Gangsta Yoga. And what she's done is taken her longtime skills as a DJ with club music, house music, see I'm gonna learn these terms yet, and brought it together with yoga outside in large groups in pop-up yoga classes in the Tucson area. These things started with attendance of about nine or 10 people, and as they went on, it was hundreds. And um, She's got a great story. Here's Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hello. Thank <laughs> you for having me. So um, I wish I was with you in person because Tucson sounds way better than Madison right now. We're about one degree, <laughs> which is for people who don't use Fahrenheit, it's like <laughs> super bad, crazy cold. <laughs> And yeah, you, it's beautiful here. Uh, I know you can just hear, like in the air, you can hear the energy of people feel <laughs> alive and sunny. I'm like in the dead zone here. <laughs> so, um, to give people a little background, we uh, we found you on Instagram, and um, Shani, who I work with, my virtual assistant, she's a yogi, a yoga. She's doing teacher training and all of that. So I don't know what you call that exactly. Nice. Uh, I practice, she's in teacher training. Awesome. Yes, and I. I dabble in yoga and I'm learning, so I have a long way to go on that. But uh, she's always paying attention to that. And we ran across your site and just were so curious about the things you're doing, especially this whole um, pop-up yoga classes. So yeah. I thought we could start there. Or you can start sure. wherever you want, but that's what caught my attention. Sure. Yeah. Um, my Yeah, it's called Spiritual Gangsta Yoga. And um, I started it. November 2013 and we started it by uh, so it's a DJ with with yoga instructor so at the time I had a partner and she was the yoga teacher and uh, I was the DJ and and also the uh, organizer and social media marketer and we did everything online but our very mm -hmm. first class was uh, November 24th 2013 and we had nine people at the very first class. Okay. 
And then we just kind of, uh, we've been doing this for about four years. I lost my partner along the way. And now I'm basically doing this on my own. Oh, wow. And it's been quite successful. Yeah. I mean, it's been very successful. And um, we get crowds uh, over 100 Are you serious? To our events. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the free pop-up events that we do get are well attended. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so I, my head is still back with how you integrate and mix DJs with yoga. So can you describe that for me? That's pretty interesting. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually was DJing a lot. And that was kind of like my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say it was really uh, like a career thing, because I wasn't really making a whole lot of money. But I was DJing a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to get out of the life, the DJ lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stop um, <clears throat> being out so late. And I wanted to stop uh, associating in the in the uh, kind of the crowds that I was associated with. So I just wanted to change, but I wanted to keep the music going. I wanted to still DJ. I had been to uh, Symbiosis, which is a transformative festival out in Northern California. And with that experience, um, there were um, there was a, a dance movement shala, or it was a movement shala uh, tent mm-hmm. um, dome that they had. And they had all, all sorts of uh, kind of... Uh, healing arts like mm-hmm. yoga and acro yoga and sound therapy and all kinds of stuff. But the main, the main point of that story is that I witnessed DJs playing to like yoga classes. And I thought that was just so cool. And what a way to like take the music into a whole different world. And so when I came back to Tucson, that's how I came up with the idea of spiritual gangsta yoga and um, the whole mm-hmm. pop-up. Thing. I love that. I mean, I love how the things that, you know, you knew what you wanted to do differently, and it just showed up for you. Yeah, you know, the option. How did you end up at symbiosis? Again, because well, my, I, I ended up at symbiosis because I got a free ticket to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how did that, that happen? Simple. I want a free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so I had a, uh, a friend who's like, you know, you should check this out i think i think you know you would really like this experience or want to have this experience and um and so i was gifted uh i was gifted a free ticket so i went and yeah it was a great experience so that's how i got there does that still go (laughs) on is that still something that people do I believe it's an annual, yeah. They, okay, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to check that out because it's right in my, my favorite area of the world. And I'm looking for something like that to do this year. I want to like go do something festivally because yeah. not in so the winter. If you follow, <laughs> right. So if you follow like Lightning in a Bottle and there, it's I, I believe it's kind of like the same crew. Okay. The same people. All right, so. I'll check that out. That's so cool. So... You know, my experience with DJing is pretty much two things, okay? The very basic DJ experience at most weddings and the crazy DJ experience at clubs. So what is, how do you do DJ with yoga? So that's a good question. So I, I pretty much do, um, I play deep house music, which which is music that I've always been playing, house music, all okay. my all my DJ experience has been around house music. And so I've been able to, and I wasn't the first one to do this. Um, 
but it was it was kind of intuitive for me to take the music that you know they say that house music is a it has like this spiritual element and mm-hmm. it really does mm-hmm. and a lot of people recognize that people especially people who who love house music they recognize that so it i was able to take this music and i just thought it was it was really um so easy to integrate this music into a yoga class because it was the music was so uplifting it was mm-hmm. it's uplifting music and and the yoga is uplifting so the two just work really well together i don't think i put a whole lot of i think in the very beginning i tried to shy away from playing house music and i i was trying to play more like desert dwellers mm-hmm. more like um world world beats and more dj uh dress kind of style mm-hmm. and then i was just like that's really not my style and and i really want to i really want to continue to play house music so um over time i've just kind of like i really didn't they were doing this in new york they were doing a something called deep house yoga in new york okay. but we were all doing it around the same time it wasn't like i have no idea who came first you know <laughs> yeah uh, i guess whoever hit the internet first i don't know but we were kind of all doing this at the same time but i would see around the world i would just see these different um people mm-hmm. pop up with with deep house yoga in london deep house yoga in san francisco deep wow. house yoga in new york in brooklyn you know and so in la and so it's become a it's become kind of a movement without you know an organizer like there's no one person making this happen it's like we're all kind of coming up and doing this that is so cool though don't you think that's probably how it was with a lot of things like punk music and you know, swing music or whatever it was, it started in different places and eventually became a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, how does it feel to be like part collective. of Yeah. It must be cool to be part of a movement. You know? It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's it's all changing so fast, you know. Um, I feel like it's changing just so fast, it's really hard to I, I feel like what worked what was trendy then is not so now. Mm-hmm. At least for me okay so yeah i just feel like maybe i'm constantly evolving or Mm -hmm. that just but i think everyone is where it just it's things are just on like hyper speed and i just feel like things are just like changing constantly in the yoga world oh i know like i and i'm not that close in it right like i said i dabble in it so I see this these things called acro yoga. I'm like, when did that start happening? <laughs> when did people exactly? I mean, I'm still yeah. trying to do like this one pose that's super simple. Like, why and people are doing? <laughs> they're throwing people around in the air and catching them. And everybody can do a handstand now, except me. So it's it's just amazing how yoga used to be a thing that only a few people. Like, I would know like one person that did it. Like ten years ago, for example, I might know one or two people that did it. And mm. they were those people that at work walked around and seemed super relaxed all the time. And I wanted yeah. to be like that, but I had no idea how I could do what they do, you know. And now, you know, everybody you talk to is doing some kind of yoga. And it's just, we're all okay now with doing it to the degree we can and keep trying to be better, you know. Absolutely. I think what you're seeing is people are beginning to realize that there are so many different styles of yoga. And Mm -hmm. that you don't have to be um, super ultra flexible to be to do yoga Mm -hmm. because there are so many different types that 
there's yoga nidra and yoga nidra is not even asana it's, it has nothing to do with the physical practice it's mostly it's a guided meditation you're mostly in and um you're mostly laying down like if you were mm-hmm. in final rest pose you know and you're just receiving but that is a real form of yoga and to my opinion it's it's stronger it's more powerful than an asana practice an our asana practice so really okay so that's so weird that you bring that up because i literally just had two sessions of yoga nidra a oh, friend nice. of mine did this knows how to do it and did like created the script specifically for me and yes. it was a, it was like freaky cool yes yeah freaky cool yes i'm like <laughs> so yeah that's so weird that you bring it up because i didn't realize that i didn't realize that it had the same that that someone would say it had even a greater impact than an hour of asana because um it but it totally if this is what you mean it totally made me re- like relax and release yeah, it's, all this junk it's it's com- yep because um the yoga nidra is um is activating is is relaxing the the physical the emotional and the mental bodies mm-hmm. so it's it's really it's really relaxing all the bodies you know mm-hmm. and in sleep we're just really addressing the mental you get mental rest so mm-hmm. they say that 1 hour of yoga nidra is equal to 4 hours of restful sleep Wow. And there's a ton of research that the military is doing. They use um, Yoga Nidra to, uh, to, for their PTSD patients, veterans and stuff. Um, and it's called, it's called the IRES program. So it's, it's, Yoga Nidra is very well researched and highly regarded in, 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 um, in, in the military, mm-hmm. you know, and also they're using it in clinics, they're using it as therapy. So I think we're coming into this um, idea that yoga is a little bit more than for the healthy young person. <laughs> yep. You the know, ones at the hot that yoga, yoga class, class that I won't therapy. go to. Yeah, the ones I won't exactly. go to because it's just no way will I keep up with that. So it's, are you are you saying if I do yoga nidra like at every day, for example, that I could I would need less sleep potentially. I I, I wouldn't say that. I would okay. say if you do yoga nidra every day uh-huh. um, for like twenty five minutes a day, uh-huh. I would say that you are going to be uh, you're you're going to experience a very deep relaxation. Okay. You're going to experience a very you're going to experience an inner peace. Mm. <laughs> you're going to experience an inner joy, oh, you know, yeah. and that's really what this practice is about. It's about finding the peace, okay. finding that inner joy. Um, you know, um, not, uh, be, you know, uh, getting into your, uh, parasympathetic nervous system, activating the parasympathetic nervous system where a lot of the healing happens. Oh, I love so that. Uh, it goes back to yoga is more than just a physical practice. Yoga is therapy and i think more and more you're seeing that and a lot of people are getting into yoga therapists you're starting Mm -hmm. to see more yoga therapists more uh physical therapists who go and get a uh a 200 hour uh, teacher training so -hmm. you're seeing a lot of um, professionals um, studying some form of yoga Mm -hmm. um today and it's not just it's not just so asana excuse me asana based you know and that's really what we're moving, what I feel like we're moving more into. We're starting to see a bigger, 
the bigger benefits of yoga for every and not oh that and the big thing is for all bodies mm-hmm. all bodies that makes me so happy for humanity oh yeah that we're it's doing the peace this. movement it's the great right. peace movement in my opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I know disguised. it like goosebumps you know what I mean yeah <laughs> it, it makes me so 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 happy I mean I think about that's what plagues us. You know, I was just reading something about or listening to something about the impact of all of the the fast pace of the world today of everything around us. You know, they had all these studies about how much more we're taking in today than we did 100 years ago in a lot of different mm. uh, through our senses. Right. And we have to counteract that because there's for yes. people they read a, they reach a threshold and then they're they're ADD or they're depressed or their anxiety or whatever. And it's just a threshold of inputs. That's right. And if we can use something. It's not not being able to turn it off. And so, hey, how cool is it if someone can teach you how to shut it off yourself Mm -hmm. whenever you need to? Right. No batteries needed. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And it's kind of. You know, I do meditate too, but it's it's a slow, also a slow practice of learning for me as well. So, and I think for people who are who have their minds cycling over time because of all the inputs meditation just seems like a slap in the face because they sit down and their their heads their mind is spinning whereas with yoga nidra what i found in both of those experiences is that it just quieted me down and i slept like right. a rock you know what i mean yes and it's specific like for me those scripts were specific for me so they had messaging that was really about what was going on in my life and it so okay. it was really effective you know that's like, cool i know do people do that? You know, that? they say the subconscious is what do the do they do what? Are there people out there that can do that, like uh, specifically as a therapy, do yoga nidra for people, help them get it very specific? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I. Yes, right here in Tucson. We have, <laughs> I need. Oh, we need. And that's and in twenty eighteen, I plan on teaching um, some yoga nidra classes because I think it's really powerful uh, technique to share with people. And oh, it's so cool. it's so accessible to again to all bodies to everybody. Mm-hmm. Is this something you can teach to kids as well? Absolutely, they have <sighs> yoga nidra for children. Oh wow, that it's needs all, to happen. It's all in the script. Okay, <laughs> I need to figure that out for my son. I think it would help him a lot. I mean, even though he's a teenager, yeah. so he's not really a kid kid, but but still. Um, most of the things I do, he thinks are a little bit nutty, so it's hard to get him on board. But maybe if I found a good teacher that didn't seem as nutty as me, he would buy the idea. I think once he has the experience, he'll be. He'll be I, I think it's the experience. Once you have that, you're pretty much like hooked. At least for me, that's what it was for me. Uh-huh. I was really surprised that I was like, "Where did I go?" And you don't know if you're between sleep or wake. You don't right. know where you are. It's the weirdest place <laughs> feeling freaky cool it really yeah but i love it i love yoga nidra like i need it every day so are you able to do it to yourself or do you have to like play something that's a script i have a recording you? okay did you record it yourself yeah. nope okay. nope I, actually i was introduced to yoga nidra before i was introduced to yoga mm. and so i've been using this recording it was um, a friend of mine who's a doctor, suggested I was having insomnia, mm-hmm. a bad case of insomnia. And so my friend, um, psychiatrist, uh, su- suggested that I, you know, um, she, she suggested the yoga nidra. And so um, she gave me the, this recording. And so I've been using it ever since. Wow. And I posted it on my SoundCloud for 
people to download. Oh, um, cool. So it's available online. Okay, we'll put the link yeah. in the show notes then if that's okay with you. Yeah, if okay. the recording is still up, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. So I didn't expect to go down this yoga nidra path, but it's such weird timing, you know, how I've never done it before. And I've done it twice in the last like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Because, I mean, this time of year, aside from, you know, the bitter cold, which throws me off my game, but then the holidays and all of that, you know, stuff at the same time, it was exactly what I needed. So it was great. Mm, so That's great. You had that experience. So describe to me what it's like that I'm going to switch switch uh, paths here, because otherwise we'll talk about that the entire time. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> okay. I'm so curious. Um, describe to me what it's like to have DJed yoga. What is that like? Yeah, it's it's a party. Okay, <laughs> it's a yoga party. It's a social thing. Um, it's it's a uh, you know sometimes it's uh, it's really there are lights and we have, you know, the disco ball and we've got the dark space. Usually we like to be in a dark space mm -hmm. and we like some kind of, uh, like disco lights, um, to set the mm -hmm. ambiance and, uh, people love it. Um, usually I like to, if I'm doing, and I, and, and the thing is, is I haven't really done a DJ yoga class. I, because I got my, um, I, I went in, into the teacher training program, and mm -hmm. I graduated in June of 2017. Okay. So um, this past June. So I've been changing a lot, and okay. I'm moving more into other things. But the I would say probably a year ago, I really stopped doing the DJ yoga. But with that being said, there are other people who are popping up in Tucson and doing it now. They're oh, doing the okay. DJ yoga classes here now. So I've kind of like started something, uh -huh. but I really feel like I'm transitioning because for me, I really feel like the DJ yoga is great, but that's really, that's really an entry. That's no, you don't go to, you won't go to a yoga studio and see that. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's, it's just not an uh, everyday occurrence in, mm -hmm. in the yoga world. So it's not really realistic about are you really getting a good yoga practice in a deep? No, probably not. Uh -huh. But the, the, it has its, it's got its own coolness. And that is that it brings people together. It's um, a, a group of people who are in, interested in this, this whole idea of yoga and what it, what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and it, to me, it's, 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 it's just music and peace and people having a good time and, mm -hmm. It, the yoga class is not that serious. It's not like we're doing like power, you know, like a, a you know, like hot yoga twenty four sequence flow or mm -hmm. a power yoga class. Um, it's they tend to be pretty. We try to make them all levels mm -hmm. accessible to all people. Okay. We try to make it fun. Um, we try to make it loud, so we have you know loud music, big mm -hmm. speakers, and um, you know a, a wireless mic for the uh, yoga instructor. So she's not competing with the sound. Right. Um, I've had a couple of guys teach too, so I don't oh, okay. want to just say you know, <laughs> yoga teachers. For the, the yoga. So yeah, so their voice can be heard. Yeah. So um, yeah. I was going to ask you, and you actually already started down the path of answering it, which is always fun, Like, which is exactly that. What has this led you to? Because, And you're starting down that. So now you got your teacher training, and now what are you doing with this? Where has this led you next? Oh, now, well, so I did a yoga nidra and gong, like, um, I did a, uh, 
a yoga nidra gong event okay recently um in this beautiful uh uh venue so probably again probably more towards the i want to teach i want to teach my own classes mm-hmm. i collaborate with a lot of teachers okay um i probably want to do less of that this year <laughs> cuz it's a it's um it's a lot of output to to make to work with so many people mm-hmm. um and so um that's kind of the direction i'm i'm leading the direction my mission for the whole starting uh spiritual gangsta yoga in the first place and it's uh, still my mission is to spread yoga far and wide Mm. and um that's why we have the free um pop-up yoga classes and they're Mm -hmm. mostly outdoors which people uh, they love being outside and love practicing yoga outside Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of, and that's still the same path, but I have a, my, my profession is in marketing. I'm a digital marketer. So when I think about how I'm going to spread yoga, it's, de- I'm looking for ways to, to broadcast right mm-hmm. now. So that's kind of the direction I'm moving into. I'm looking away for ways to broadcast outside of Tucson. Wow, and also awesome. we'll see. When you look at a new year, like 2018, coming into 2018, which, by the way, is going to rock. It's going to be amazing. Nice to hear. Because 2017 was a little bit of a butt kicker, I think, across the board. 2016 sucked. I know. 2016 was <laughs> I like, think I can say that. Yes. With, with, yeah, because like, I think a lot of people are going to be like, you're right. It just sucked. <laughs> I know. It was like 2016 was like the, like, let me just beat the crap out of you. And then 2017 was, okay, let's, <laughs> let's heal all these <laughs> you know, bruises and bumps, but like not really getting that further ahead. But 2018 is going to be amazing. Totally. Yes. I can feel it. So when you go into a new year, is it your habit to have a set of goals lined up or do you just ride it? it sounds like a good idea. That sounds like <laughs> a good idea. But yeah, I'm just the kind of, I just ride the wave kind of person. Got if it. I plan things, I I feel like I'm going to miss out on like awesome opportunities if I allow my limited beliefs or views to get in the way so right. i try to stay open right that's good that's good so did you grow up in tucson no brooklyn new york i've been in tucson since uh, 2011 and i was out here from uh, 99 to 2002 i went to the university out here okay and then i came back in 2011 to find my passion uh-huh and that's why i came back out here um, California was getting super expensive. I was uh-huh. living in San Diego. Right. It was getting gentrified and super expensive. And, um, and yeah, I had to make a choice if I wanted to like keep hustling to pay my bills or uh-huh. if I wanted to, um, like follow my, my, my Dharma, my, my passion, my purpose in life. Cause I knew I wasn't, I wasn't living my purpose. Okay. <sighs> That's awesome. I just love hearing when people do that when they listen to those cues. So, um, so 2018 is going to be about doing more teaching on your own, a little bit more of that, a little bit more travel and showing broadcasting yourself out there. Uh, is there anything else that that you're delving into that's drawing your curiosity, even if it's not in the yoga world? Anything else going on? Yeah, awesome. yeah. I be, recently became vegan. <clears throat> I recently right. stopped eating um, Cows. meat, eggs. Yeah cows and all their products um and um 
yeah, dairy, no meat, no eggs. Yeah. So that's, that's new. It's uh, been doing that for about, I want to say going on three months now. And what prompted that? What prompted that change? That's a great question. Um, I, what, uh, internal, just an internal question that I had, I'm, you know, um, into, I'm into, uh, world peace mm-hmm. like we talked earlier <laughs> right yeah and um and um so a lot of that peace i'm seeking right now is internal mm-hmm. and so uh even the food i'm consuming i'm questioning is that is is that kind of vibrating at the same frequency that i wish to vibrate at is it is that is that feeding my, my soul mm. you know um and so that's why i stopped eating um Mainly because of the the way the treatment of the animals, you know, um, and the just the amount of cruelty that goes into producing that block of cheese or that mm-hmm. steak on, you know, and and not and just being very mindful of where that is coming from, mm-hmm. you know, that source of food is coming from and stuff like that. So, um, but I haven't had any. It's been it's been a, an amazing experience and. In fact, I'm really glad, like, even if my beliefs change about, you know, my internal beliefs, Uh I still believe that being vegan was was really an eye opener because I learned that it's really easy to be vegan. It's and there's so many options out there and there's so much information on the Internet and there's so many recipes. And and so it's been fun. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Okay, so I have lots of questions about that. Because I did this myself about, I don't know, two years ago. Mm. I decided to go vegan. And I, I I as well found like, oh my gosh, there's all these recipes. This, there's so much information. Um, I read all the propaganda, followed all the mm. propaganda pages. Now, I, I don't mean that in a negative way, if that's come, but I mean all the pages about animal cruelty and all that kind of stuff. And so... Right. What I found, though, is I eat mainly paleo, and my body doesn't seem to do well at all with carbs. It it, it just doesn't. It's a mm. it's like an instant way to um, gain weight. I was excited about it, so I was fine when I was eating mostly just vegetables. And then the minute I in, in added, like, grains and that, everything went a little haywire. But the now all of the stories that I saw and read are planted in my brain, so it's it's actually even harder for me now to eat meat because mm. of seeing all of that. You know what I mean? It's like now yes. I'm really in conflict when I'm eating, yes. which is not good. Um, but did you find that it was that how you were eating mostly before? Or was it hard for you or different for you to give up meat and, and well, actually all animal products as far as your strength and your, you know, your, your physical fitness and all that? You mean, you mean this time? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. It was like, it was like a light went on. Okay. It was so weird. Cause I would think, I mean, I, before I, I, I was a big, I was like a huge dairy queen. Mm-hmm. I love cheese. I loved, oh, I, I put on a lot of weight, just dairy. Okay. Like cheese and ice cream. And that would be like cheese three times a day, ice cream, mm-hmm. maybe five times a week. Um, ice cream. <laughs> and cheese. Ice cream. It, it's been better for me. I lost okay. 50 pounds. Oh, wow. When I, uh, by going vegan. Um, 
my body feels great. Uh, I don't have any inflammation, no digestive. I used to have digestive problems. I think I was lactose intolerant and I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get <laughs> um, that. So, yeah, it's just, a lot of things cleared up for me when I went vegan. And I hear the story all the time. When And I sometimes it, it's, it's to the point where I don't really like to tell people um, that I'm vegan. And also I'm, I'm also wondering if that's the right word that I even want to use because mm-hmm. I think people have their own idea of what, that word means right it's like you know? now that's the new and it's bias not positive. You know? yeah that's the new <laughs> yeah it's crazy the things people yeah i totally get that so uh so i'm i'm like i said i'm new at this i i'm not really feeding my brain with a lot of the negative stuff like the peta stuff uh-huh. i don't really look at that i don't think i need to mm-hmm. um to understand the depth of the the issues um <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, it's just been a very easy, easy experience for me. Like, why didn't I do this sooner kind mm-hmm. of thing? It's a you great know? But story. I have heard the, I've heard, yeah. And I respect other people's, like, um, st- stories as well. Mm-hmm. Like, th- I know people who've been vegan for years and years, and they've gone back to eating meat. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm here to judge anyone. <laughs> and right. That would be, that would be exhausting and very, like, it, it doesn't benefit anyone. Right. So I'm just really seeking my own inner peace and my own path. And, and I'm happy to share my story, but I'm definitely not, I definitely don't think I've got it figured out or I'm better to, than anyone else because well, I, I don't eat yeah. meat. But I like the fact that, so first of all, you're doing another way, maybe another way of saying it. And then that's all inclusive, which is you're eating intuitively for your being, for your body, for your mind sure. and soul. So, and I'm trying to eat intuitively for who I, you know, for what's right for me. And I like that because I know, you know, I have some friends who are vegan who are, are, I have to be cautious about cooking any kind of meat when they're around, especially because they get really (laughs) troubled by that. And again, I think we all have to find what's, what's really intuitively right for our own bodies and our own soul and our own, that makes us the most vibrant because you said it, the vibration. And right now for me, that seems to be the way it works best. And I love that you found that, though, and that it was easy. And I think when you get to it's easy and I feel amazing, that's when you know you found the right intuitive mm. eating. The last thing I'd like to ask you to share with the listeners is um, if there was your advice on how people could begin doing yoga if they haven't before and they would just want to experience it, how would you? what would you tell somebody if they asked you that? It's a good question probably seek out free classes okay and 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 um within the community um so so yeah if someone's never if a lot of people come through sgy's um that way where they wanted to so here's a statistic that i read once and it goes something like this there are Mm -hmm. 25 million yoga practitioners but there are 48 million people who want to try yoga and that's always kind of been the market that I've with uh SGY that I've gone after is that 48 million and the way to attract them Mm -hmm. is by taking away the barriers the barriers of of a yoga studio that the yoga studios did that Mm -hmm. you know they have like people yoga studios are hard to walk into they were hard for me to walk Mm -hmm. into 
when I was even in the, uh, even as someone in the yoga community, I have a hard time walking into some of the yoga studios because they tend to be a bit pretentious, uh-huh. a, bit, a bit intimidating, intimidating and can be pretentious, but n- nonetheless intimidating to anyone new. Right. And so when you're doing these, when I'm doing free events and I'm doing it outdoors and they're really, all they got to do is show up, you know, right. and I just make it super accessible to them. So um, I would look for the classes that feel easy uh-huh. to get into, you know, and generally those classes are going to be um, more um, accessible to a, a beginner. And I, I also, as as a beginner and as someone who's tried a lot of different yoga classes, I'll give my little tip, which is um, if you want to take a Saturday class, take the super, super early in the morning one because all of the super yoga fit people that take classes on Saturday morning usually come in a little, a little bit later ones because they're maybe younger <laughs> and they were out the night before. Whereas for me, the early, early ones. And then, so they're, they're a little more gentle. Is that what you're saying? They're well, little... yeah, there's not as many of the like super fit people in the early, early ones because they are probably out on dates so or out having fun, whatever they were before and not hitting the like 7 a.m. class. And then the other thing that I do is I have a I'm really adamant about right away meeting the uh, yoga instructor and saying, hey, I'm probably going to need some accommodations or adjustments or whatever you call those things. So please keep an eye out for me <laughs> uh, and help me with That's that. That's fair. Because when I try to do it myself, it's usually I'll get really frustrated when I don't know exactly how to adjust a particular pose, you know. So I don't that's, say it like that's that. That's really but I, interesting yeah, to hear that. But I do ask. That's really. I make a connection. That's at really the interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I mean, as a yoga instructor, I don't have too many people that come up to me and <laughs> but I would I actually I would appreciate that I don't know if they're just um uncertain or is intimidated but yeah. um to like approach the teacher but yeah that's you know if someone needs um extra help it is good for them yeah. to approach the teacher in the beginning and I what I find then is because I think we both have the same goal okay the the instructor and I have the same goal which is to have a great experience Absolutely. So if I am not introducing myself and saying, yeah, I've got this like torn fascia, I'm going to like need to do some things different for my, if it's this kind of pose. Um, I think that then I'm struggling if it's, especially if it's a big class and I don't want to interrupt and then I'm not having a good experience and then I don't want to come back, you know, and I don't think it's either of us wants that. So I'm always a little bit more forward about it. So maybe not everybody needs that kind of thing, but if you think you do, or you're new, or you um, just are still learning a lot of things. It's I think it's worth just making that connection. And then, then they know. And you. the teachers love it. Yeah. They really they they really appreciate that as right. well because you're right. They can't with so many students. They really can't give that one on one attention. Right. And so I I like the fact that I'm seeing teachers not being so pushy mm-hmm. as I like experienced in my past. Like teachers are more uh, like pushing uh, students into poses and stuff mm-hmm. or um, so because so I'm seeing like I'm seeing like a lot of students empowering themselves to say, you know what, I'm good here. Right. This is this is as far as I'm going, you know, even though the instructor is cueing me to go deeper into this posture. Right. I'm good here. And right. I think that's empowering. And that's the kind of power when I'm teaching that I like to give to my students. I want them to know, hey. 
if anything I'm saying doesn't jive with you, then don't do it. Yeah, you know, like, I love that. Empower yourself to to be your own, your guide, your teacher. I'm just here guiding. Yeah. You're actually the teacher. Because I definitely go to classes where I feel really good about the teacher. That That's what mm. draws me back to the class again. And I have one in a neighboring town that, oh, my gosh, she's Thursday nights at five. Totally my favorite. And I will always try to make that class. Whereas mm. a couple of other ones at the same studio, I was, mm, that wasn't a good experience. So I, I avoid them. <laughs> and I don't think anyone wants that, right? Everybody wants it to be a good experience. So that, that was good feedback. Just- what I have to say to that, just so that, because I think this is a very good point that you bring up, uh-huh. but sometimes in yoga, it's not going to all be a good experience. Okay. It's not all about feel good <laughs> experiences. <laughs> oh, it's not? You're working on oh, some dear. real stuff. Yeah, you're you're dear. tapping into some real energy, right? So uh-huh. that's part of the yoga. That's that is part of the yoga is to hey, when it's not all roses, how are you going to uh, stand in your warrior? You know. How are you going to uh, perceive your your that experience? You know, if you just chop it up to not a good experience, then you might have lost the lesson in that. Does that make sense? It totally does. And I'm so glad we kept hemming around this particular topic to that point because I needed to hear that. So what what would you say then if I let's say I kept like tripping over my warrior and then I felt crappy about it? Then what? What does that mean then? Do I go? Well, what do they say in yoga? Let it go. Let that shit go. go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why I need a lot of yoga nidra because that's my whole job right now. (laughs) I need to let go all the time. (laughs) That's really good feedback, though, because um, I think, I mean, when it's on me or I'm not getting, you know, I'm not able to do what I want to do, I don't call that a bad experience typically. It's more when I feel like I need an accommodation and I can't figure out how to get the attention that I need to know what to do to make it mm. even feasible to get close to that. You know what I mean? And that's mm. most times I don't have that experience, be- again, because I make a connection and we, you know, I feel like we're there. But um, Or if I'm in a class that I feel is just people are so much more advanced, I start comparing, which again, should probably let that go, right? That's part of the practice too. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, right? That yeah. you're having all of these uh, these these lessons happen in front of you, but that's part of the practice, you know. And you get you will walk through that. You keep showing up. Right. You'll get through that, and you'll get it to the other side, and you'll look at that, and you'll have a good laugh about it. I, I will. I'm not you know? there yet, so I still have to work on it. Is what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> You still have to show up. <laughs> I still have to show up. Okay. Yeah. No, this is good. This is so fun. This is a lot of, uh, I love it when I get to learn a lot of things. So I'm so thankful that you took the time to talk with me today. Absolutely. Thank you. And I hope through this conversation, we're helping your mission, which is, wait, I wrote it down, spreading yoga far and wide because we're all over the world. So hopefully we have gotten to some more people and given them both the layman's perspective and the yoga instructor's perspective on some of those (laughs) moments. So um, I want to make sure people can find you. Uh, What's the best place? Is it on your Instagram? Um, Instagram is great. Um, And Facebook, we're Spiritual Gangsta Yoga on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. With with Gangsta with an A. With the gangsta A, not just the gangster. Yeah, I like it. That's right. (laughs) And we'll make sure to put all those links up in the show notes so that everybody can find you. And again, 
Thank you, Sandra, Jane. this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, we'll keep in touch. Okay. All right, bye. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I can't get over how after all of these different conversations I've had with different people, how they all seem to be connected. How just days before I got on the call with Sandra, I was talking with somebody else about Yoga Nidra. And then here it is, that's our conversation. Anyway, I learned something really important when I was talking with her. Aside from just hearing another person following their passion, which is awesome, I learned that yoga isn't always going to be comfortable. And it's not always going to be a great experience because part of yoga is moving through the hard things and learning to have patience to do that. And I'm so glad I had that conversation because since then, I've started to do a 30-day yoga practice online with um, Yoga by Adrian, I think it is. And it's amazing. It's hard, but I'm sticking it out. Thank you, Sandra. And thanks everyone for listening. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.